Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Sayscape, Telegram, USA.life, MeWe, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, Pure Social, and Gab Social. And you can listen to our shows through the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. And also, you can go to warren-usa.com or Dana Glenn Smith to listen to the shows there. And don't miss the latest articles by The Watchman. You can find Prophetic Winner of Our Discontent on warren-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com. We move from the pages of John Steinbeck's acclaimed novel to the words of a Shakespeare play and on to the current events in America, the pages of the 60s revolution to the burning of America and overthrow of the foundations this nation has forged through the fire of the past. The winter of discontent has revealed itself. And on Dana Glenn Smith, don't miss Redemptive Light Shines. The redemptive light shines in this world, and we know darkness cannot comprehend it. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warn Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good, and uh, as we begin our advocacy for the persecuted church, you know, news has been coming through the wire on our on the desk. I continue to uh, monitor things, although I I don't uh, I've gotten rid of a lot of uh, sites I used to listen to, and a lot of sites we used to do social media on. But uh, the one thing that they're all warning, I get it in the mail uh, from the ACLJ. Charlie Kirk is warn, warn, warning about it, as well as others, that 
The Democrats want to get in power and stay in power. Well, folks, they've been like that for as long as I can remember. Yep. When Obama came in and pushed him, he was pushing for the same thing. There's a lot of, matter of fact, there's a billionaire globalist, uh, and it's not George, uh, uh, what's his name over George there? Soros. Soros. Yeah. It's another one who said he's got $200 million that he's going to be spending on the 2022 election just to really? get Democrats in there. So there are a lot of people that want the Democrats in power. And the reason they do is because the Democrats are dyed in the wool, uh, globalists. uh, And they're not the standard Democratic Party that uh, I remember from JFK in the 60s. And uh, so there's a lot of issues here that uh, when we do the advocacy, we can go through certain things. Okay, India, Modi. He's in charge. He's uh, connected to the BJP party, which is a Hindu nationalist party. The Hindu nationalist party has been persecuting Christians since Modi has been voted in and in power. And he's, you know, he continues to get in power because the Hindus put him in there, the BJP do. And uh, they have vowed to get rid of all Christians and Muslims by uh, December of this year. We move... uh, over to North Korea, where they have uh, Kim Jong-un of the Un family, and uh, uh, he is the sole one in charge, and uh, we find some of the worst persecution of Christians. We go to China, where the Communist Party is in charge, and nobody else can get power, and they right now, there's an increased uh, uh, intelligence mode uh, through their new AI, And this AI searches through the Internet, even to sources of of some of the apps that we even use, which are totally secretive. I mean, they don't, uh, they're totally uh, uh, put together to where you can't see what's going on within them. Yet the AI searches them out. So uh, the communists have been attacking Christianity, attacking uh, you know, Jesus Christ attacking God, anybody else except for the communists. Okay, now we can go on over to Nigeria where Buhari's in charge, been in charge ever since Jonathan Goodluck Johnson lost the election. He was a Christian. Buhari's uh, a Fulani, and he can't seem to get a grip on uh, all the Christians that are being slaughtered in his uh, country. He's asked for some help from others from the outside of the country. But what I'm getting at is today, whenever you look at somebody wanting sole power, you're going to find uh, persecution coming uh, to people groups that they don't like. And at the top of the list in these last days are Christian groups. And the second on the list are Muslims, depending on where they're at. Now, while the radical Muslims are targeting Christians, those who hate any kind of religion uh, (laughs) are targeting, you know, uh, the Muslims and the Christians. But Christians, by far, are the ones that that has been uh, uh, killed and maimed. And so it's interesting to note these things. The most persecuted. Yeah. So while you're looking at America and you're thinking about voting, you better think twice about who you got in power now. Because the Democrats are not your friends, they're not your buddies. These are the kind of people and have been the kind of people that are willing to step up into power even on the crux of an election that has been compromised. And they don't care. 
and uh, we have Biden within his first uh, few days have uh, screwed up enough things to put tens of thousands of workers out of work, refusing to do anything. He's he is totally. Uh, stopped everything, and this is supposed to be a democracy, not a theocracy, uh, not a dictatorship, but, you know, the Democrats... And uh, you shouldn't try to destroy people's livelihoods and their and their work, and you should try to improve things and make them better. Yeah, and it see... irks me. And right now, everything that Biden is doing and the Democrats are going down that path further... Biden, one of the first things that they put together, and he didn't do this alone. They've been planning it. They've got a commission set up to determine, to view the Supreme Court and how they can take it over and totally manipulate it, which would make it an absolute farce as far as the U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights. So we, you're facing losing uh, America totally right now in case most of you haven't got a clue. And if you just stay asleep for another four years, and if if those in power uh, can succeed, well, you know they'll they'll do that. So these are issues. These are things that we've known all along. And the reason we've known all along, folks, is because I'm a watchman, and Tower's been with me, and we know these things. We've been watching these things for many, many years, and all of a sudden everybody seems to be concerned that the Democrats want to attain power and be forever in office. I mean, I can remember when I mentioned this so long ago, it's it's not funny that the reason that they want the borders open was very, very simple to bring in a lot of third worlders, many of whom uh, are used to uh, third world dictators, socialism and Marxism, and the loss of rights. And so if they come to this country, the one thing the Democrats and others who want to get rid of the Constitution and want a globalist, socialist nation, because they're looking at one world order, they don't want traditional conservatives and those constitutionalists and gun right uh, advocates and everything else. They don't want those people. They want the others coming in because the others, even though you crack down, they'll be happy with it. So that is the agenda of the Biden administration. That's the agenda of the liberal left-wing party. That is what they intend to do. That's what they've always intended to do. And uh, I hate to tell you that I've told you so, but you know, there's a lot of people that don't hear me when I say these things. I've been writing about the stuff for over two decades, and I've got witnesses to the stuff I've written, and they're out there around the world. They're in America, and many of them have already listened, and <clears throat> they've been prepared for just this. So make no mistake, uh, you better wake up, and I would suggest repenting first, because these people mean business, period. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, Tower, is Egypt. Because uh, this came up in, uh, um, in the news, especially with the formation of uh, Biden and all of his stuff. But they did happen to have a couple of Democrats... Uh, one out of Virginia, one out of New Jersey. They're both representatives in the House. And they're interested in forming the Egypt Human Rights Caucus. And uh, it's kind of interesting that they would do that. Apparently, we don't have one up there. But see, um, when you look at Egypt, Egypt has pretty much been on its own. And Egypt has had a lot of trouble in Coptic 
Christians have been the number one target. Now, there's also regular pros, uh, Protestants there, not just Copi, uh, Coptic Christians, but there's others there. Uh, and so we have talked about this. We haven't had a lot of articles of persecution from there, but uh, it has been going on. And so it's interesting that they're doing that because, uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, it was Trump who started a watchdog group about uh, persecution worldwide. And I hope they don't dismantle that because this is, uh, you know, interesting. You know, and I think it's interesting that they said the new caucus would address would address issues facing uh, Coptic uh, Christians. Uh, but see, they're talking Coptic, not Coptic Christians. Now, see, they take that out of there. The caucus is committed to uplifting the human rights of all Egyptians. It's it's really interesting when you really start talking about uplifting the rights of all Egyptians while at the same time denying Americans their rights. I think that's interesting here. Only yeah. only the Democrats and some of the swayed Republicans that have their uh, heads in the nether region um, don't have any trouble trying to fight for rights for people overseas while denying American their rights. None of the none of the judges, justices, um, uh, none of the members of the Republican Party, it seemed, not many of them, none of them, absolutely, of the Democrat cared at all a whit whether or not this election was farce. So now you have a thing uh, pushed by tech, the news agencies, and uh, the law in many cases, to tell people you can't even talk about it because it's an okay election. It's not an okay election. This election was trashed, uh, and I've been involved in in tech stuff for a long time, and I know very well when you're using a computer, it's easy to uh, falsify this data and have the machine erase its own trace. Um, and so uh, yeah, I... It was compromised for sure. No yeah, doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely no doubt about it. And it was for one reason, to get rid of Trump. And it's a good thing they did because they also compromised a lot of the other elections. And many of which um, were in the House, in the Senate. And this is how even uh, when we look at it that uh, some of these elections uh, went to the Democrats... So it is a mess in your government yes. today. I would have liked to have seen Trump get back in, but I'm glad he didn't for the simple reason that they're trying to impeach him. They would still be fighting with him, trying to get rid of him and stop all the good works that he's doing. So shame on them. They are totally wicked, reprobate. They're deluded, and they're not going to like where they're going to spend eternity if they don't repent. Well, they even have some new Republicans up there that have fallen to this, and uh, you know, I, you know, I condemn every every last one of them except for the few I know. There, this Republican Party is is hapless, and uh, you know, if they if they would have stood up at the time when we needed them to stand up, including Mitch McConnell, it would have been different. But uh, you know, trying to make peace with the Democrats. It's like trying to make peace with the Bengal tiger who hasn't eaten for a week and they threw you in there naked and without anything to fight and you're you're trying to make peace with him. He's going to make peace. He's going to make pieces of you and he's going to eat you and devour you. It be his dinner. Yeah. And so this is this is what it's like. 
And, uh, I mean, even Trump Jr. came out and said today that, uh, you know, the Democrats are merciless, uh, you know, in, in what they're doing. And, they you are. know, the, the Republicans need to get tough. And there's no doubt that the Republicans are a bunch of weenies. And uh, there's they're a few that ain't. spineless, most the, of them. Spineless weenies. And the Republicans, I mean, the, the Democrats, you know, they're taking advantage of the situation. But the thing that helped them is there was some downright cheating going on. There was a lot of things involved here, which I'm not going to get into. And I'm not going to argue with anybody because, frankly, I don't care what you think. And uh, the bottom line of it is I'm here to give a perspective and talk about it. And that's what we're doing. I don't spend all my time doing it other places, but I will tell you this, that this election is one of the biggest farce and, un, and uh, injustice uh, that we've ever seen. And you'll never see a fair election again if they don't truly take these Dominion machines and these others and get them fixed. But uh, the bottom line of it is, is right now, because Dominion has rised up and suing everybody, thinking that they're okay, they just think they didn't get thought caught now they may not even have known about this either because it's entirely possible uh to find a back door to these kind of machines and do what uh, happened and uh, there's there's no doubt and when i listen to um, mathematical genius who happens to say that that this election is absolutely mathematically impossible to come at um nobody listens to him and so that's we, not surprising yeah it's not surprising at all. So at any rate, uh, you know, I for one, you know, uh, expect nothing but good out of what we have going on. And you might think I'm pessimistic. No, I'm a watchman. And uh, when I see people beginning to blame the white race, I think, first of all, the white race isn't white. And if you had half a brain in your head, you'd know that a piece of paper, most of the paper you have today, unless they're yellow or some other color, they're pure white. However, the rest of us are colored. Now, we're not colored as dark as, uh, as many of uh, the other races that there are in the world. But we're surely not white unless you're sick. And on top of that, we seem to think that it's all the white man's fault, it's all America's fault, it's all our forefathers' fault, and we have a bunch of dipwit kids on the street that the Democrats don't hold accountable, and this is another issue. So when you look at the whole thing, it's just a shebang, it's a mess, and it's going right into the pit of hell because nobody cares about anybody, everybody tells you stuff, nobody wants to listen to anything, and so since nobody wants to listen, I'm just spending a little bit of time telling you what is going on. Now, you can choose to believe this or not. I could care less because you're going to find out. You're going to find out. And if somebody, now you, you mark my words, if somebody don't get up here and, and shape up this thing and stop it, and if you continue to be divided and hateful, this country will not stand and before the Democrats will ever be able to rule forever, there will be a civil war and there won't be enough people left in this country to keep the mouse population under control. I hope that doesn't happen. Me too. So at any rate, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the rest of that. But I'm telling you, you have kids more than likely grandkids more than likely great grandkids you've got fathers and dads and grandpas and uncles and aunts 
And if you love them, pay attention to who's in power. Pay attention to who you're voting for. This 2022 election coming up is going to make the difference in a lot of ways. Meanwhile, until then, Joe the Blow Biden, who doesn't care at all a whit about uh, how he got there, will do anything he can because he's being guided at the, by the hand of uh, Susan Rice and a number of other former Obama officials. And he has loaded the whole situation of government with some of the most radical leftists you've ever seen. And I can tell you beyond a stated fact... And reprobate people. Yeah, that... In, 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 our, in our state alone, when Obama was doing his thing and got away with it, he almost destroyed this, this state. And I'm telling you here that when you begin to take the, you know, the food out of the mouths of the people, you'd better run because they're going to chew your ass and they might use a bullet first. So you better wake up, get your heads out of your nether region and understand that this is not a party. What they're doing up there, especially the impeachment, is the biggest, uh, biggest stupid uh, liberal democratic show I've ever seen. And they keep thinking. They, they're, they're, all they're talking about is, is the Senate, and they're talking about the Capitol being invaded. And what they don't want to tell you is, is that Trump was still speaking by the time the Capitol was breached. It had already been breached. And there's not one word he said about going after it. And the problem you have here is the Democrats don't want to listen. And they're like a lot of others we've heard overseas when they talk about uh, condemning and trying to judge uh, Christians like in Pakistan or India or in China or in North Korea. Christians don't have a word to say. They're thrown in there. They're considered guilty. And if you get into places like North Korea, they're considered less than dogs. And they're thrown into cages. So make no mistake about it. This is not a fun time. And I'm here to tell you, and I hope to God, that you will turn around and seek the Lord and get some direction. And... Uh, and I can tell you, there's some people I know, and they're out fairy tailing the gospel and saying, oh, you know, we're just going to keep doing it. We got all these people repenting. I don't believe that for a second in this country. It's time for people to preach the real gospel and have people really repent. And I mean, weeping and crying. And really getting saved. Yes. Like the old-time revivals. Yes, that would be nice. Not this modern gospel pooey that we see. The foo-foo church, the fluffy. Yeah. The fairy tale gospel and the, the sugar plum. The fairy tale church and the sugar yeah. plum Jesus. Yeah. I mean, this, this, is, this is what we have in this country. And because the church hasn't been the salt that it should have been or the light... Nothing's been preserved. We've lost our kids, generations of them. And people today say good is evil and evil is good. So, yep. at any rate, 
in our news shorts, Vietnam oppression. And here's another. You, you find a lot of juntas, uh, you know, army-controlled governments. And, uh, you know, there's one thing. A lot of villagers, uh, you know, special ethnic villagers, <clears throat> when they convert to Christianity, and some of them have a long history of, of Christianity in their villages. And... Uh, As soon as uh, a young man that we know, his first name is Sung, converted to Christianity. And of course, when you look at in Vietnam, it can be a tribal people, uh, very primitive in their beliefs, animism or some other thing, Buddhism. Uh, and then you get the villagers come around and you get persecuted, which he did. And... Uh, when they asked him to renounce his faith or de denounce it, he did not. He ignored them, continued to go to a local church, and and uh, was strengthened in his faith. But later on in the year, those that didn't like him doing that destroyed his house, took all of his uh, stuff, and so his family had to go in the forest and live. And so one of the pastors there, Christian pastors, did individually end up uh, uh, intervening, and he was able to, him and his family, return. Um, but uh, he went uh, to the forest there and was going to log some wood to repair his house. Now, that's normally what you do. But he ended up being charged by the authorities and was arrested again because he illegally logged and destroyed the forest. Now, see, this is um, a common tactic to intimidate Christian converts. But when you find out that they don't really care whether his home is sound or not, it's not about the logging. It's about him being able to be safe in his home and Yeah, that's right. And that that'll terrible. Now in India, we get over to India and then we find that uh Hindu radicals uh are a mainstream. Now they're the ones that want to bring in Hindu nationalism, get rid of uh any other religion, the main two that are growing over there are Christianity and, of course, Islam. And uh, recently, and this is normal, a group of Christians there in a local village were having a prayer meeting and uh, a bunch of Hindus found out about it and so they gathered together. There's about a hundred of a uh, hundred of them, and uh, they had a nice Christian media center there where they were praying, and they broke into it and they terrorized the Christians, <clears throat> and uh, they accused the Christians of violating their newly enacted anti-conversion law. 
Now, see, the anti-conversion law recently came up. Now, a lot of the local states, individual states, have been passing this particular law. Now, it went before uh, India's uh, court system, and they refused to enact it because they said that's up to the states to do. Well, that's what the states are doing. So now the main government there, you know, where you would go to the court system has a hands-off type thing because they're not going to make any determination on this. But if a local state says that it's illegal, then it's illegal. So how can you get their help, which would be at the federal level for them? So these are the things that are going on. And again, why are they going on? Because you have a limited group. You don't have a, uh, a democracy. You don't have any kind of a constitution like ours. You don't have a history like we do of respecting people's rights. No, you have here now in America people who are possessed with power and wanting more of it. And that is not going to go well for this nation. And I reject it and I rebuke it in the name of the Lord. And I reject and rebuke Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and McConnell and any and all, including Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I reject and rebuke these people and I rebuke their government and I rebuke their system of justice that they're trying to put in. And I reject the liberals that have been put in and the leftists. And I bind it in the name of the Lord and I oppose it in the name of the Lord and I call it down in Jesus name to break the barriers to send confusion among the enemy in Jesus name so that we might save our children and our for posterity and be able to get beyond this one-sided mass of humanity that we have up there that are so radicalized they don't even want to hear what you have to say anymore. Well, I really think it would be a tragedy if America goes down. <clears throat> we know it will someday, but right now there's a lot of money that is funneled to helping Christians overseas. That's right. Coming from America. So I I would like to see that still going on, even though um, God doesn't need us, I guess, to keep his work going. We are important to the working of the kingdom of God and to helping our brothers and sisters around the world and helping others we come in contact all of us people you listening and us we're all have a job to do we're, we're responsible to the Lord God to help people and lead them to the Lord and so it's important that America stands uh, in my opinion, anyway. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that uh, God needs people. You may say he don't. Well, he most assuredly does. When God wanted to change the direction that Israel went, he would send the prophets. When he called Isaiah, you know, the question was, who shall go for us? Well, I know we are important to the kingdom of God and to his workings. We are to go. We are to tell them. We are to be that support monetarily. Even Paul talks about that. He talks about those who supported him. And makes make no mistake, you know, these people overseas, <clears throat> excuse me, that are being so persecuted, and we cover them every week, 
These people need your prayers. They need your intercession. They need you to support you know, those organizations like Barnabas Aid, like Open Doors, like Persecution.com, International Christian Concern, yeah. Christian Concern, Bibles for the Mideast, Bibles for the Mideast, all of, and there's a lot more, folks. Samaritan's Purse. We need to send these people because they've got people that'll be on the ground that'll risk their lives to help these others. But if if those here and we could call them the first responders. You see, uh, Tower and I both were, for, were <clears throat> excuse me, in a particular organization it's called CERT, which is uh, a, a citizen organization connected to the police during uh, times of unrest and problems, and they would use CERT volunteers. Yeah, community emergency response teams. But see, the, the thing that they teach you is when you go in, you're a first responder. And if the first responder is hurt or, you know, or, or killed or maimed or something, then there's nobody left to help those that the responders were sent to help. And this is what the devil wants to do. He wants to destroy the first responders. He wants to stop these organizations that work overseas these organizations need people to help them and support them so they can send money they can send bibles they can help people you see and the devil also doesn't want america to exist he doesn't want you to have freedoms he doesn't want you to have a bible he doesn't want you to even have faith and and it's not that we want everybody to be christians we would like everybody to be christians but we are not a theocracy this is a nation that guaranteed freedom of rights were to work together for a common cause and it's time for us to understand that if we do not do this, the people overseas are not going to have any help because we're not going to be there to help. America isn't going to be there to help. And already Biden has cut the throats of a lot of Americans and their ability to help anybody, let alone themselves. This is the issue. And the Democrats, and I can tell you, I've got an article out now. And uh, this was about the winner of our discontent. Prophetic winner. And I've got that up on our websites. And I lead, it's a long article. And I lead you through some of this stuff. And I talk about it. It's important for you to understand. Now you may look out and say, well, this don't look like it's not going to fall. Folks, I'm surrounded. And Tower and I are surrounded by people that don't believe that. Some of our own relatives don't even believe that. But I'm telling you, it is. And God is not going to deliver you. And if you think you're going to go into pre-trib rapture before this happens, you're wrong. And you can get mad at me. You can call me names, but I'm telling you the truth. Now, I didn't say that he's not coming, but I'm telling you, judgment must first begin at the house of God. Then if we, who were saved, barely survived, where will the sinners and the ungodly stand? 
That's a scary thought. So you better understand these things. So with that, we're going to have to, uh, we want to go to another one. Now this, Tower, this area that you're going to be talking about is, is some of the most egregious persecuted. Oh, it is. I, um, this is of Eritrea. And I remember reading stories about, from Eritrea about Christians being put in prison and in underground cells, not to see the day, light of day for months on end. And it started in 2002. The Eritrean government outlawed every religion except Islam, Orthodox Christianity, Roman Catholicism, and the Lutheran Church. All other religious groups are illegal, and the government heavily controls approved churches, including their message. And since the ban, the government has arrested thousands of Christians, and many have remained in prison for decades. And not too long ago, they released a lot of prisoners in Eritrea because of the because of COVID, and now they have had trouble. Many of them couldn't return home. They had no home or family to go to. They were homeless, and it's very hard on these Christians over there. But this brings me to Susanna. She is a young woman. She's born again, and she is amazing how she stood up and she was born to strict Eritrean Orthodox parents and they divorced when she was young and then she was raised in the home of her uncle and never felt wanted and she when she was 14 she happened to read the Bible for the first time and it was a requirement for volunteering as a Sunday school teacher at a Lutheran church and through reading the word, God's word, she realized that much of the orthodox teaching, teaching was not biblical, and she began attending an illegal evangelical church. When Susanna's relatives learned that she had started an informal Bible study at her school, at her high school, and she had been suspended from school as a result, they beat her severely. And she said, I truly learned what it was like to become an evangelical believer that day. And as a high school senior, she was sent to compulsory military training. When she arrived at the camp, the instructor asked, are any of you evangelical Christians? Susanna looked nervously around the room and she knew several of the other high school seniors attended evangelical teacher ch or churches but no one was admitting it. Then the instructor, clad in traditional military fatigue, began to parrot the government's explanation of why evangelism is wrong. It is a belief system developed by the Americans to weaken Eritrea. As Susanna began to rise to her feet, the girls around her tugged at her clothing, trying to pull her back down, and her friends knew what happened happens to admitted followers of Christ in the isolated military camp. And she, bold, she boldly stated, I have a Bible and I am a born-again Christian. And the military guards then led her, Susanna to a cell. She lay on the dirt floor as prison officials discussed what to do with her. 
Some thought that since her parents followed the Eritrean Orthodox faith, she could be persuaded to abandon her, her heretical evangelical beliefs, but others thought her bold declaration of faith indicated that she could not be rehabilitated and should be taken to prison before she could influence other students. So after deciding not to return Susanna to her classmates, they locked her in the women's prison where she shared a triny room with 15 other women in vile conditions. The prisons were constructed of tin buildings that were freezing at night and boiling hot during the day. The women had to eat with their hands, sometimes off the floor, and suffered from malnutrition, poor hygiene, and disease with little or no medical treatment. They were permitted to go to the bathroom only once a day at 6 p.m. The guards, fearing that some of the women might attempt to escape, took them outside in a line and watched them. Some of the guards behaved so inappropriately that Susanna decided to stop going to the bathroom. Consequently, she ate and drank very little, and she became very ill. Every week she was dragged to an interrogation room where prison officials spent hours trying to get her to recant her faith. Once they even brought her classmates into the room to persuade her. I knew all I had to do was deny Jesus and I would have been free. And when she became so ill she could no longer move, the guards lifted her limp body and took her to the infirmary. She was so weak, however, that she fell off the bed and broke her back in three places. And then the prison officials took her to a hospital in the Eritrean capital of Asmara for surgery, making it clear that she would return to the prison when she was recovered. Disowned by her family and facing a lifetime of military service or imprisonment, Susanna decided to flee Eritrea. And after her discharge from the hospital, she escaped into the neighboring Ethiopia. But her uh, situation wasn't that a great improvement. She was assigned to the worst of four Eritrean refugee camps in Ethiopia, and her Muslim roommates often hit her and stole her rations. She was so depressed she considered returning to Eritrea. In time, though, she began to attend an evangelical service in the camp, and it was the first time she was able to worship freely and openly, and she even began to teach Sunday school again. And um, after a church leader met her, he re recommended Susanna for a place at the Voice of the Martyrs supported Bible school near the refugee camp. And she is currently in her second year of studies. She's able to rent her own room and stays at the school while the classes are in session. And she said when she came to the Bible school, she was thinking she knew many things, that she had knowledge. Then I, she uh, went there and realized I knew nothing. She knew nothing. But that is challenging me and helping me to know the Lord more. God is per preparing me for tomorrow's ministry. And while her difficult upbringing and lack of family support could have been debilitating, she views it as preparation for her future ministry. God had to remove all the human beings in my life, so I don't depend on them and it helps me to be strong and um, having endured many trials in her young life Susanna remains keenly focused on eternity she says I know the world will pass away one day 
But if we have the Lord, we have everything. And Dana, I just think her faith is amazing. Well, you know, being from the Western world that I am, the Western culture. You've got that right. Uh, These stories just hit hit you in the gut. Oh, I know. And I'm talking the spiritual gut. And it's a blessing to read stories about young people like this. Oh, I'll tell you, it does. Makes my heart just leap. Yes. And, uh, you know, to think. I mean, she... All she went through, uh, just and she 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 wouldn't deny the Lord. Yes. But look at Americans today in many other countries. Many of them deny the Lord without ever saying, "I deny Him." Yeah. It's in actions. It's in disobedience to His Word. It's in even unbelief. Did you know unbelief is denying the Lord? And and it, it it's, you know, the way it is. Because if you can't have faith, you can't please the Lord. That's right. If you're going to come to him, you have to believe that he's there. But this is a dynamite, dynamite story. And we also uh, have uh, stories from organizations that deal directly uh, in North Korea. We have another ministry that that we deal with, and and many of these we support. It, it's hard for me to comprehend how humans can be so treat other human beings so horribly and yeah. abusive. That's a topic you and I have talked about before. It is absolutely unbelievable how god's creation as we call it uh, the human being at the top of you know god's creation list i guess you could say how we can treat each other so terrible oh i know it just and and even in america we're all americans we're supposed to be working towards the same thing but we don't and you've got a whole segment of society here I lost something. It went went down for a minute. I don't know what it was, but we have a whole segment of society here that Yeah. That did it again. Did you hear that? No. Well, I'm picking it up. It goes I don't know why it started doing mm. that. Well, at any rate. Do you have time to talk about China? And, and well, I'm going to talk about <clears throat> China because China is controlling Hong Kong. I hate that. And, yeah, Hong Kong was the jewel. Uh, you could actually call it the jewel of the Orient. Because it financially and freedom-wise, you know, religion-wise, faith-wise, it, it was one of the top places to be. And a lot of young people who invested big. And, you know, the, I remember uh, an, a group of uh, young investors who had a company and they were going to take up residence in Hong Kong because that was the place to be. Uh, and thousands of residents have been locked down in their homes. And they're locked down in their homes because of the coronavirus is so bad. Huh. And uh, that in an area comprising 16 buildings in a certain district were, were locked down. 
until all the residents were tested. And, uh, you know, China does the same thing in massive arenas. They just lock them up in their houses, and they have local local officials that come by to check on them, bring them food or whatever. Uh, and But this is this is the way China deals with things, and this is the China that Biden wants to buddy up to. This is the China that Hunter Biden got is on the board of one of the one of the companies there and nothing's ever happened to it you know i mean even bernard carrick came out and said that biden and and hunter need to be locked up because of what they've done but nobody will do that yeah but anyway anyway uh persons uh subject to compulsory testings have to stay in their premises and still Everyone have undergone the testing and the results are confirmed. Good grief. And uh, they had hoped to get that done with a a certain um, point of time. But they said that over 4,300 cases were were recorded in the last two months, up 40%. And, of course, around the world we see even more that uh, there's other versions of this virus coming forth. And if you know anything about that, you know that it's hard. Every time a new version comes out, you got to have a new virus, uh, a new uh, vaccine for it. So this, even this isn't over with. And it's a perfect storm when you look at this. Because yeah. this is this lockdown is worldwide. I mean, as far as covid in America, it's because of the lockdown and COVID that the Democrats, along with those who conspired with them, were able to riot in the inner cities, were able to pass illegal laws that were against the U.S. Constitution and nobody did anything about it. People that weren't supposed to vote were able to vote and nobody stopped it. I mean, we know that went on. But because they passed a law, they thought it was okay. But that's against the Constitution. You can't do it. But see, it's because of that. So there was a perfect storm. And so when we look at the perfect storm of COVID, perfect storm of the riots, perfect storm of the lockdowns, perfect storm of the vote, you know, uh, the election that would determine whether Trump came back and whether the Democrats would take the House and the Senate, which was their goal, um, a perfect storm, a storm that allowed a lot of these uh, liberal left-wing people in charge of these uh, liberal bastions to make laws that were against the Constitution, totally illegal, but they followed him anywhere, like in Philadelphia where they passed out, you know, tons and tons of ballots, and they shouldn't have, and they counted them all. And that's why the mathematician said it's mathematically impossible. There's no way this yeah. this election is good. So this is a perfect storm all the way around. And so there's a bigger hand that's coordinating all this, and that bigger hand is the Lord. Whenever I see this, and we're, I'm covering a lot of stuff in Isaiah, and if you would have followed me and if you haven't you need to go back and you need to find our feeds and you need to listen to a lot of those shows and it will begin to make sense to you how this judgment works and how God judges a nation and we can see judgment on all the nations and judgment especially harsh on America right now 
And if the Democrats think they have an open hand, they don't. Because, you know, the Lord does what the Lord is going to do. And I can tell you that the end result of judgment for some nations is not being ruled by some radical party of your own making. It includes outside nations who bring the judgment. So this yeah. is not good news, folks. We need, to, we need to repent in this country. We need to get this thing straightened because the last thing we want is the judgment of God on this place. Amen. <laughs> You're not going to want to be here. No, but there's no place to go. No, there's no place to go except to heaven. And, and of course, you know, those believing in the pre-trib rapture, that's what they're hoping for. Well, you know, it's not going to happen, as I said before. But, you know, Tower and I are ready. You know, if, if the Lord wants to take us out early, hey, man, we're ready. We'll pack up the kids. We're all ready to go. <laughs> so, anyway, there I have a story about some unreached people in India. You do, and uh, let's see, where are we at? I was going to, I have one on Israel and Iran, and we can go through that. Um, the chief of staff um, of the IDF, the Israeli Defense Report, uh, um, Forces, um, has announced that the IDF is preparing military plans to hit Iran's nuclear program. Now, Wow. And one of the reasons they're saying that is because Trump is no longer elected. He's no longer going to be president. You have Joe Biden in there. Joe Biden wants to give uh, Iran back. Obama gave Iran a ton of money. Well, he, oh, Biden's administration is not a friend of Israel's. And so, well, you know, Netanyahu said he was. Netanyahu spoke uh, glowingly of uh, Biden. But this Biden that he knew is not the Biden <laughs> that's there now. You yeah. know, this Biden is different. So one of the things we wanted to talk about is that, you know, if if Biden goes ahead and nuzzles up to um, Iran and even overturns the sanctions and allows them to get a nuclear thing going, uh, and I, the IDF will attack them, and we could look at a, a very big war. It's good that they're being prepared, that they're getting ready. Yeah. Israel. It's smart on their part. And so uh, it came because of the Biden administration's plan. They want to revive the 2015 deal. But see, Israeli leaders have always thought that deal was flawed. Because even if you reinstituted, it would still allow Iran to develop a bomb. Now, Iran, in this post, says they, they claim to be used for civilian purposes. But in fact, Iran's, uh, one of their ministers over there came out yesterday or the day before, may even been Friday that I had read that. Um, and they said that they fully intend to develop nuclear armaments for defense purposes. And if Israel does anything wrong, they will wipe them off the face of the earth. That won't happen. No, but Iran thinks it will. Yeah, God will come to the aid of his people. <laughs> See, the th and, and it's just like our, 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 the, 
our latest study that we've been studying with Assyria and Israel. You know, uh, Assyria got clear to the gates of Jerusalem, and and they got there with their army and thought for sure they're going to going to conquer and destroy them. But one night, the next morning, there was no army left. The Assyrians didn't have an army. So, make no mistake. Now, uh, do you want to go ahead and do that now? Yeah, the, um, this is the Aguri people in India. And this surprises me, Dana, that they're unreached people. In this day and age, it I find it hard to believe that anybody is unreached with unreached, the gospel. Unreached, yeah. And um, the Aguri are a cultivating and trade caste. They were from Ag Agura. And they were brought to by the king of Burdawan to West Bengal to fight against the British. And they have a reputation for being aggressive and hostile. And the main language of the Aguri is Bengali. And there's many resources available for them in Bengali, including a complete Bible and the Jesus film. They have two caste systems among them, the upper and the lower. The upper caste are agricultural people who own land, and the lower caste members work on farms as landless laborers and are cowherders involved with cattle farming. And some of the villages are empty because the younger generation has moved out and they've moved to Kolkata and other parts of India and some have migrated to the U.S. and live in New York and they believe they practice Hinduism the ancient religion of India and they pray they pay special devotion to Shiva the destroyer god and they also pray celebrate Durga the mother goddess and Kali Puja during the Bengali Hindu festivals and um they seem to have a spiritual hunger for knowing the truth. And they've come in hundreds to watch the Jesus film. And hundreds have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And their basic needs are education, medical facilities, and water wells. And most of the schools don't have higher education. So the children drop out at level five and become farmers. And the women and children need medical aid. And the facilities to get there are 30 to 40 kilometers away. The roads become foot deep in mud during monsoons. So they need decent roads to walk to hospitals and schools. So we really need to pray for them and help them. Well, you know, um, the Joshua Project is who did this. And yeah. they are one that actually watches the unreached people around the world we've done a number of uh of their stuff and uh, so it's the joshua product uh, project dot net and you can go over there and find them um see there are people that are watching all this and the thing you know that came out you mentioned india it came out uh, last week uh, when i seen it anyway that they have discovered a Buddhist uh, Buddhist uh, uh, monastery monastery in India from it, two thousand years ago. Two thousand years ago, yeah, 
and one of the apostles originally went to uh, India and I forgot which one it was he was martyred out there but he did get there um, and of course one of the first missionaries that ever has been uh, he was in Burma I believe it was so the gospel's been getting out I mean you'd be surprised how long ago the gospel got out so uh, I, I think that's interesting it when, is. when you look at these people and and look at this they're hungry yes that's exciting it is exciting and uh, so uh, pray for the Aguri in India India really does have a lot of Christians and uh, they they there's a lot of persecution and we reported on a lot of uh, miracles coming out of India a lot of miracles uh, so make no mistake, God is moving even in the toughest regions, and he can also move in America, folks, with Amen. miracles and signs and wonders. Amen. So I'm speaking. I spoke like this tonight to reach the believers. I need you to pray with tower and eye against this agenda. We need to fight this darkness. God is sending judgment. He wants his people awake. He can definitely stop this, but we need to get serious. Amen. So you need to bind the powers that are doing this. You need spiritual warfare. You need to know how to do that. You know, if you're a novice, don't try spiritual warfare because you might run into some issues. <laughs> but at any rate, that would have to come at a later time. At any rate, we're going to have to get out of here. Well, I'm glad you all joined us whenever you do. We love you. We appreciate you so much. And thank you for all your prayers and all that you do for the Lord. Stay safe and warm and enjoy and be thankful every day. Enjoy the day the Lord has given you and be thankful unto him. Amen. And good night, everybody. Take care. Don't forget to go by our website at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Now we have a full litany of places where you can listen to our radio shows, um, and including a new one on Verbal, V-U-R-B-L, and they have access to the ability to make playlists. And we've made some playlists for people to listen to over there, as long as the rest of the stuff... But we are on a lot of sites. You can go to our main sites, and I have a list of them below, a player we have there. We, we also have all the shows embedded in our websites. So don't forget, check this stuff out. And, uh, you know, we need to get the word around. So until next time, shalom, everybody. Also visit DanaGlynSmith.com. That's the home of the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.